0: Let me turn the music on. Show number... Uh, what start, are we I live? I, we're live. Okay, hang on a second. Are we not going to have disco music? i had have to turn the, the music, music down a little bit. Okay, I'm back. Show number 839.
1: What the hell? Do you have to do you have to check every time? Or are you oh, just I like that he, good? Because we always say we, we you know, and we're talking,
0: We never
2: know. We thought we were in the 700s, and it turned out we were in the 800s. 839s. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't really pay attention.
0: And returning are yeah, returning to the show. How many times have you been on the show, Josh he, Loya? He, I think
1: this is number four.
0: I don't know. I got some good fo- some, got some good old photos of you and the KSL. Or right, that, that one at the lane too,
2: or was that a Sentinel? Well, that was Sentinel. That one that was, yeah, was him. He was, uh, ba- he was
0: a mini me, baby guy. He was a baby.
2: Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We're back at the Off the Lip Radio Show so, live.
0: But does he does comment uh, on the show? With comments on some of the shows like what the fuck are you guys talking about you know like.
1: <laughs> i like it when stretch is on here oh, he's, he's a good one so yeah. stretch what are
2: you drinking oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his cup's this tall yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well stretch is far out man that's what's great about having you know, a stretch fine, on the show
0: fine as walking in there to ask him because be he like, makes, makes me beg yeah. he knows why I'm, he knows why i'm there I walk in every year. Every year I'm there. You know why I'm here. Well, Does he yeah,
2: ignore you for about 15 minutes? No, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I can't just don't.
2: another cigar. Then <laughs> he finally, he knows you're there the whole time. Then he likes yeah. to surprise. Then he sees you. What the
0: fuck are you here for? <laughs> you know why I'm here. Oh, man. And it's, well, let's I'm gonna talk about this. Well, okay, what do you want to talk about? Politics. Well, here we go. The
2: stretch shows are on our website. So if yeah. anyone wants to. Go back. You can go to off lip The shop. first one
0: with him was absolutely horrific. Remember how about the one where he brought the board? the poster board. Oh yeah. The pop- <laughs> he, he showed up with a
2: whiteboard. It was it was four feet was
0: long <laughs> with the history of the United States of America. How oh it my been. god. The
2: history of United <laughs> States of America according to strength.
1: No it
2: wasn't
0: was. no, he was dead seriously like uh, he went off but finally I go, I couldn't take it anymore. I go, Fuck! What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you've heard all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever been in a boat with Strack? Like, been in a boat and like, just you, you're stuck with him?
1: Uh, R- a, Ratboy and I took him out uh, years and years ago. Salmon fishing is a, like wide open bite. We took him out and. How uh, far you get him? Like, a fifty yards well, You made a turn. You tell no, me. no, he actually <laughs> did all right. Um, he was he was super into it and. Uh, we, what were we doing? We had um fly, fly fish, fly rods. Oh, put them on downrigger with like a lefty deceiver. Hmm. Um, and uh, well, like he caught a, caught a fish, caught another fish, and like we, rat or whoever, netted the thing. And we like looked at his hand, and he had just like just going to town and just like ate his fingers up. No, and he can't, he's like, his, he can't really. Th- his right hand, he can't feel it, right? Right. So he's got little, little, uh, little, little feel. He's got a lot of nerve damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was just going and going, but he wasn't realizing he was cheating pa- grating his hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, on the, yeah. the side of the reel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. So at the end, it was just like, it was cool. He's like, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I'll go to Alaska and do my thing, but no more boat. He likes fishing. Yeah,
2: he's into it. Yeah, there. he's into it.
1: Super yeah. into He's super yeah. into it. He had his he pond. He still has his pond? Here. He still has <laughs> the pond. There's no fish in there. Did they take the water out? Didn't the
0: water, I think
2: he said, did it drain or something? Something was going on, yeah.
1: There's all kinds of things. So, um, Fish and Game came and they saw that they were drawing water from the east branch of the Soquel River, Soquel Creek. Um, It goes through a pipe into the lake, over a spoolie, and back into the creek. So, Fish and Game was like, (laughs) you can't have that stretch told him well we've got we've got a permit for it and said well let me see it so he you know he dug around dug around dug around the owner dug around finally fishing game was like all right yeah no we can't have that um so he had to drain the water and clog up the pipe Mm. so they did that the fish the 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 water went down all the fish that he had in there which is like a triploid which is a like a hybrid trout Mm -hmm. species that get really big really really quick Hmm. um basically like a steelhead Mm -hmm. landlocked Mm -hmm. steelhead almost
0: Hmm. wow
1: so the water level went down all the fish died and like literally like within weeks stretch found the paperwork like here you go and they're like oh yeah okay well i guess you could put the pipe back in
2: oh.
1: and that was it wow. and mm-hmm. after that he's just like yeah
2: so he had water come from the creek into the pond that, and, and then the back point, into, back the, into creek. the creek
1: yeah so there was like uh-huh. it, they was borrowing water for about 300 yards right in on the top and then back in down below boy i bet those fish love that nutrient, nutrient yeah it just they would it. hang out like in the summertime uh, when the water would warm up they'd hang hang out right there when the pipe came in yeah. Stretch, a cool stretch,
2: yeah. stretch is an amazing and you how many stretch reports have you had in your life
1: um at least a thousand a thousand yeah wow i mean i would think i don't know i've been riding his boards since a long time 1989 was the first board that i got from him wow that's um, a lot
2: and do you still have a, a favorite that you like i've got stashed? like i've
1: actually have like two boards that um one was built in 2005 and the other one was built in 2006 Mm-hmm. and i still ride the 2006 one really it's 2006,
0: like that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. it's boy. getting on 17 what? years now. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and uh it's still magic it just, what's uh, different about
0: his boards than anybody else's
1: right? they smell like cigars <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, i don't i don't know i just like i've i've literally ridden like one board, I got a HIC that I got from Adam Rapogel that I rode for a little bit, but secretly. When I was going to Japan a bunch, doing surfing the QS contest over there, I had this uh, had this HIC that I got from Adam. I took over there and rode for a couple of Battery months. is under 10% full. And I actually went on a photo trip to Bali, the first trip that I ever went on to Bali. I got a bunch of photos in the japanese magazine on that board so i couldn't show a stretch the article oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, do you you what do you think you do <laughs> uh i probably i don't know he would probably make a stink but like yeah. i don't know yeah. back then he was that was like in 92 or 93 so it was kind of early in the game he didn't have a whole lot of guys writing his boards you know he was trying to like get me like you got to get people like you know, get people interested in my boards and other places, and I would try and I would try, and it just never worked out. Now, now he's got like a distributor in Japan. He's got one in Australia, yeah, Brazil, you know, um, Portugal. Yeah, mm-hmm. all he's all over the place now. Yeah, no, he deserves it. Yeah, he's doing great. Well, he yeah. worked works a lot and like works really hard. Yeah, he works you know, hard. And it's hard hard for the hard for like a small shaping company. You know. Small surfboard company to like really make it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's,
2: there's only you, you like, like hard, hard, Jamie hard. O'Brien riding them and stuff. Yeah, like, that's oh, cool. I, always, I trip out on that when I see them I'm like, wow, stretch. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's
1: that's cool. You know, like I think I think that's important. He's never, you know, he had like uh, Wiggly Dauntless was riding his boards on on tour for a little bit. Um, so he's had like some brushes with, you know named guys i mean Bruce Irons was riding his boards Nathan Fletcher obviously but mm-hmm. more you know like he those guys are mainstream but like you know it's like these days it's kind of a hard one to call whether like kids are more into like the free surf Jamie O'Brien guys or the like John John world tour guys like in, in times past it would be like the free surf guys for sure mm-hmm. you know but now it's like everything's so like jocked out you know kids with trainers and coaches and yeah the whole industry is different yeah. well yeah. it's
2: interesting now on the tour there's a shaper category now yeah you yeah. know which is really interesting <clears throat> so you get there's a, there's a points for shapers based on how their oh. their uh, team does and there'll be, a, there'll be a shaper champion as well. That's cool. Which is pretty interesting. And, and uh, you know, so you, that, I think, can influence kids.
1: Totally. You know, yeah. I, think, I think that will ultimately, like, yeah. you'll
2: see, like, a lost, you know, the, or somebody that will come out really accelerate. Yeah, for skills.
1: sure. You know, and, and I, I think that's pretty cool, too, because it, like, goes back to involving the shaper who's, like, the, the ghost in the whole equation. You know, mm-hmm. the guy to get the least amount of, like, clout and, like, hype out of the whole thing.
2: Also, too, it's so interesting because boards have names now. You know, it used to be, that's a 5'10", oh, it's yeah. 18 and a <laughs> half. now Whatever it was back yeah. then, now it's like. Now it's th- a hybrid something no, Well, it has a name. Something. Right? Yeah. That's the, that's the furry plank, you know, or whatever
1: it is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. so And funny. I think, didn't, like, Channel Owens was kind of the guys who started yeah, that whole thing? They did. Like, they the did Dumpster did Diver, right, and there was, exactly. like, a few couple of boards in the beginning to where
2: and it makes sense because boards are coming off of machines now. You know, we're replicating them. So you can replicate that shape. So we, Yeah, you know yeah,
1: and so. it is all it takes is, like, a little bit of computer tweaking. And, you know, you can, like, <clears throat> make make that board flow into almost any other board. Is Stretch using machines? Oh, He's, yeah. He is. Oh, yeah.
2: Right. I mean, it's, very few people are. If yeah. You're pro- if you're doing yeah. production numbers. I'll
0: just see him in his room, you know. Every time I, mean, I have to go in there, I'll see him,
2: Well, it's probably a better replication, because historically, shapers had their ghost shapers, the Mark (coughs) Goins of the world. Yeah. And those boards, you know, you try to get them as close to what the actual shaper envisions of that shape. You can't replicate it. Well, especially
1: especially if you get, say you get a magic board, like I, like, before Stretch, I would, I was uh, riding Bob Pearson's boards. So I'd get a board that worked really good. And I'd take it to Bob and be like, oh, yeah, we need to make this thing. And, like, Tony Mikas would shape it or something. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, or, like, Ward Coffee or Steve Coletta mm-hmm. or Doug Banks. You know, they, they had, mm-hmm. like, five or six different Go Shapers. So it was like, well, who made that board? You need to talk to them. Well, I don't know. You signed, you know, Bob would sign Fine. it. He yeah. so was like, I don't know. Like, he wouldn't take notes of who actually shaped it. So it's hard to get that in front that that blink in front of the guy that actually made it.
2: And that's what's cool about the machines in a sense is that you you're trying you're getting closer to what the shaper envisions.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and the the, ironically, like to get like I had that board that I was talking about, the one that was made in two thousand six. So I rode I rode that board in the cold water and like made the final and I was I was like 37 or something and I was like that's pretty cool you know that was a year Jordy Smith won and qualified on tour and Jordy was 17 and I was 37 right wow yeah and I'm like that's pretty cool like I could be your dad easily (laughs) and like I'm in the final with Mm -hmm. you and I remember going through rounds in the contest and I had like three different heats with him and he was super competitive like uber competitive with me he was just like who is this guy he's a local guy i'm gonna like sit on him i'm gonna do every wave that he's gonna try to catch that's the one that i need to catch and at some point i was like dude just go just go (laughs) like this is the wave that i want so obviously it's the one that you want go ahead and let's see what happens and like he would just barely beat me heat after heat so it was like frustrating but at the same time i was like i had his number and like being an older dude he still was like clawing at me like nice. and i remember there's a heat where i think rat boy was in the heat and it was a semi-final i think and i got like a nine a 9.25 and like I rode the wave and paddled back out and everyone was freaking out yelling and screaming and he's like what'd you get and i'm like i don't know like a nine something and he just got this look like not cool <laughs> and then you know he got just enough to beat me you know and then we end up in the finals. so was
2: was that like 20 years after your first cold water
1: at least i mean yeah. the first cold war i think was in 80, 80 for you 87 i think yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. so how old were you then 18 yeah
2: yeah so a 20 year cold water veteran yeah, you missed a few i know during that time yeah uh, but yeah. they come back 20 years later and make a final
1: yeah it was pretty cool i actually made two finals in a row wow. like 80 or 2005 and then 2006 which was kind of cool the oh, fun yeah. was that fun
0: for you was that a fun contest
1: no for sure yeah. it was yeah. it was cool to like the 2005 i won like 13 heats in a row until the final i went started in the trials nice. and like won every single heat till the very final it's and i got fourth and i'm like that's so let
0: so like 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 the, like the golf senior tour. If there was a senior if there was a senior uh, you know contest, would you do it?
1: I would, but God, I surf so infrequently now. Yeah, like, I've been surfing more in like the last two weeks. With it, that it, would be kind of did. cool. Um, but they do have like a masters. Oh, t- they do? It's not a it's not like, it's not a, like a, a tour, but they yeah. they have a contest that they just had um, in. Maybe Dominican Republic or TR was there. Mm. TR is. Oh yeah, adhesible. TR. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, all he into it. Yeah, he's, he's into it. it. He's and, into it. He's, and he's ripping. He he <laughs> <he's, he's laughs> really good mm-hmm. for, for his age. Yeah. Came, like, yeah, yeah, really yeah, Well, good. They, I look they, it. they
2: did a legends thing because I saw that like Aki did it. Yeah, Aus- yep. was that Australia, I believe? But mm-hmm. they they still. I mean, I could see Coldwater doing like a legends. Thing. That would yeah, be cool. I think it'd
1: be awesome. Yeah, that'd be good. And they could have like you know all the I don't know basically. Any any champion or anybody that's like wants to do it.
2: But well, what's cool too is a lot of the top players historically that are local have been O'Neill riders as well.
1: You
0: yeah.
2: Think of you know the roof in the day <coughs> and, and the push. <coughs> <AR>. Kieran. <laughs> yeah, Kieran. I mean, you could really have like an incredible people who have had great showings at yeah. Coldwater.
1: Yeah. And uh, great. Well, to it's see it's it. unique because it's that wave is such a weird way to wave to ride you know you have like someone like kelly slater when they have the tour event here he's just like i hate that fucking wave i hate <laughs> he avoids it. it yeah no he mm-hmm. won't surf out there unless he has to and like <laughs> you know and then you have somebody like you know someone that's far less of a good surfer that like knows where to sit and what waves to go on and like how to like avoid the table rock bump and could light it up
2: recently heard there's a giant new crack mm-hmm. at the slot An, another one
1: yeah. yeah a new big yeah, one yeah a new big one so where that piece fell off um last year right mm-hmm. right where that one is there's there there is a big a big like fissure that like is hanging out yeah you know, was like it's only a matter of time yeah um but that'll definitely change it uh-huh. i've only surfed the lane like two times since that piece of that rock fell. fell off it, when I surfed it, it was big enough that it was like, you're not sitting right by the cliff. I haven't, not like a summertime south swell, I'm like busy fishing, trying mm-hmm. to make a dollar. Right. So it's like, I just rarely surf high tide south swell anymore. Yeah. Not fun with the crowd and like, kind of have to surf all the time to be comfortable, to take off in front of the cliff.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gosh. Um, I mean, we've seen historically
0: what happens when you don't. don't. You had it when yeah. You, yeah. Had, you surfed it, but it was best. Um, back in the day when it was about somebody...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, pretty much everybody says that about their generation when they started. You know, like, Mm -hmm. in the 70s, it was better. And then the 80s or the 90s, and like, everybody... Well, everybody looks back at their youth and goes, that's when it was good. Because that's what they remember was oh, less, less of a crowd.
2: It always seems less crowded when you're a kid, you know? Totally, <laughs> totally, because you're
1: you're getting scraps anyway, so, like, it's always uncrowded if you're sitting on the inside and, like, all the waves that no one else wants, those are the ones you get. Well, there's no crowd.
2: I yeah. feel like that, I mean, you're a product of the 80s, I'm a product of the 80s. There wasn't as many longboards in the 80s. They were basically, like, all lane and backyards then, pre-winged that, you know? Yeah. And so it just sort of... Was a different vibe. Like yeah. the second peak was not a longboard spot at Pleasure Point. There. Right,
1: You know. It's yeah, so no, so that different. was like that was like the lesser grade of shortboarders. Exactly. You know, and it, right. it was like went all the way up to like Sewer Peak. Mm-hmm. Those were all yeah. like the old grumpy dudes that mm-hmm. still rode shortboards. Exactly. And, except for a, you know a couple of like Quigley was a kneeboarder. there was like <laughs> one other kneeboarder or something? Yeah, Dale Mans. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was different. So you had the big dudes out at Sewer Peak. the the Marcells the, and the, the teenager peaks, guys that were like then, the Rippers. And then at the, basically if you were kind of an outsider, second peak was your spot. And there was maybe one guy on a longboard out there then. Now there's a hundred. It was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and how did you get so good at surfing? You just surfed every day because you progressed. Um, that.
1: I don't know. I just think like... Then that's like all that I had, really. You know, like I came from a family that didn't have a bunch of money or hardly any money, so it was like that was my outlet to something that I could do as soon as long as I had a, a wetsuit and a surfboard and a bike to get there. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of what I picked.
0: Who, who pushed you into your first wave?
1: I don't think anyone did. Right. No, I think like the first time I stood up was in uh, Capitola, and I was like in the, I was in kindergarten. <laughs> kindergarten? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And, yeah, uh, it's,
0: it's awesome, yeah. Do you remember uh, that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like a yard sale, garage sale find, like some weird single fin that was like, it was a... You found it? No, like my mom did, or yeah. mom's boyfriend or something. Yeah. And it was like something that, like, oh, it's cheap, we'll buy it. Like, kids could paddle around at the lake or something. And I was just like, I wanted, I already knew, like, I wanted to surf. So when my. when my mom graduated from high school which one she went to burry burry she grew up in south san francisco okay so when she graduated from high school and all of her and her girlfriends um had got their driver's license south san francisco is like greaser like hot rod not surfer yeah you know yeah area so her and her girlfriend started driving over the hill and like hanging out in pacifica and like they'd go over there and they're like it was a whole new world for them you know there's like cute surf dudes yeah like everywhere yeah so it was just like it went from greasers and cigarettes and hot rods to like surf dudes yeah to the beach boys over the hill
0: yeah
1: so they ended up like meeting dick keating so my mom kind of like i don't know i couldn't i never got the real story i think they hooked up for sure (laughs) but (laughs) i don't know um but she had a picture of Dick Keating uh, surfing that, like, that I basically saw the picture. And this was, you know, years and years later. So I saw this picture and that right then I'm like, I want to be a surfer. Hmm. That was it. From that picture, photo. From, that po- from photo. the photo. Wow. So years later, I, I ended up like we would stop at Dick's house. Um, anytime we were driving by. So Dick had like was married, had, a, had kids. My mom would show up and knock on the door and his his new wife would be like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah. And, you know, if Dick was there, if he wasn't fishing or surfing, you know, it was like, hey, Bonnie, oh, yeah, how's it going? And, you know, they'd reminisce and whatever, and then we'd get back in the car and drive back to Santa Cruz on <laughs> our way. So years later, like, um, doing amateur contests up there, I would start seeing him and like kind of like, oh, that's Dick. You know, so we kind of like started like a rapport, so then like by the time the Mavericks event started happening, he would come to all those and like we'd chum it up and like talk and it's kind of a cool, mm-hmm. cool thing. So The similar. legend of Pacifica. They totally. Kind of totally. Of man. Yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of guys. Which is a
0: crappy place to surf. I mean, the surf there is just...
1: It's pretty bad. They had it's a skiff, launched a skiff yeah, off the beach, had, you know, yeah, like they, they had, had, had a good like setup. Super unique setup. Yeah, yeah. it was um, great. He
2: lived on the beach. His house was on the beach.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's so, cool. So years later, there it turns out like all the like, Half Moon Bay guys, like the Matt Ambrose and and oh, uh, uh, that whole group of guys, they had all these rumors going that he was my Ill- illegitimate dad. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, was, you were I was, I was, I was. You're Dick Keating's son. I'm like, no, no. And they're like, that's what we heard. <laughs> I'm like, you guys have been thinking that for this whole time. I'm like, dude, everyone says that. And I'm like, get out of here. Oh my <laughs> I would have been cool, but no, definitely not. Have not. you done a DNA test? No, I don't know. <laughs> this was, I came about a lot later than that whole high school thing. But yeah, it was
0: it's funny. Bad. That's funny to think about that.
2: But it would be amazing if you did like a 23andMe and it's like, oh my God, Patty. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like I just recently I was like wondering where that photo went because I had that thing till like sometime in my teenage years hmm. and then maybe just like moving around from couch to couch as a teenager like yeah the picture went away but I remember it was pretty cool it was no, like that is really cool that's weird. a great memory
2: yeah um, while we're reminiscing do you remember who gave you your first free surfboard like your first sponsor me surfboard mm.
1: Jeff Scott wow Okay. I actually have a picture of it like I have a picture of Brian Kilpatrick and I in my backyard and I was like that was long before Astrodeck or anything but I can't figure out what I was doing to it
2: you put something on the tail no
1: I was like doing something to the board and like I just looked at that picture um recently and uh I think I put on Instagram actually did you Yeah, oh. and Brian Kilpatrick's like sitting there and someone's like, yeah, look at BK's face. It's total surfboard envy. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like How looking at me. How old were you in that picture? picture? It was like junior high or something. Junior high? Yeah. And then I think after that, um, C-Trend. I was getting oh, that. Randy French. From, well, I was getting them from, from Mark Going. Oh, Okay. But I had, like, the O'Neill pink wetsuit during mm-hmm. that
2: whole time. That along was a along good time. Yeah, that was, was Marcel cool. wetsuit. Well, Machado and Goen, they were my neighbor then, and I was so jealous of those Sea trends because Slack was doing those airbrushes on mm-hmm. them. They had, like, cool airbrushes, and right. their wetsuits matched their surfboards, you know. <laughs> I was like, God, look at those guys. They're like <laughs> rock stars.
1: Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, that was, that was cool times.
2: A C-Trend was a a, a a part of Santa Cruz that a lot of people don't know about but it really, they're mar- Randy's marketing, I remember the ad where he made it look like they were all criminals that ran, and they had mugshots. He did each team rider as a mug shot, and I thought that was so cool, you know?
1: Well, it, at that point, he was like, that was mainly like a sailboard company. Right. You know, yeah. surf, the surf surfing part was just kind of like a little side boogie that they had. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, they were really big. I mean, well, sailboarding was huge. Back then, yeah. Randy made right. a lot of money, and, that's right. was, and that yeah. was Surf Tech.
2: Because he was molding yeah. the wind surfers and yeah. he had used that technology to create surf tech. But yeah, it was a fun time uh, during that sea trend era because uh, there was a lot of good
0: surfers. So, so he's now one of our seasoned guests. I know. You it's think about that? funny. I don't yeah. know if we've ever asked him. I don't that. think we've ever yeah, asked Everyone done. who knows. We've got two, we have a two part question we ask everybody who's <laughs> got gray hair. And so. Yes, you. You're welcome. You're welcome. welcome you're in, you're in, don't try and get out hey, of it. Hey, there's a bunch
1: of hair there. <laughs> you yeah, are a hair partner. Good, good, good job, Mom. So what was your, what was
0: your favorite <laughs> decade and why?
1: Um, I think the 90s probably. Yeah? Um, um, for me that? it was just like kind of the, the time where I actually was getting paid kind of, you know, fairly well and got to travel like way more than anybody deserves to. Um, was that
0: fun? Try to ch- like A well, athletes go to, to travel so hard. I but. mean,
1: it, there was points where, you know, I would, like, come home and I would, you know, have a couple of weeks to relax and hang out with friends and surf and fish and do, like, things that I really wanted to do. Yeah. And then, you know, I'd be like, oh, like, back then it was like, there, we didn't have cell phones and there was no... There was no, like, internet or emails. So right. it was just like you get a call from someone at Billabong, like Paul Gomez would be like, hey, when we want to go to Australia. Like, all right. And the tickets would actually come in the mail. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a paper ticket in the mm-hmm. mail. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was just like a revolving, a box of clothes would come. I would dump out the dirty ones out of the duffel bag, put all the brand new ones in there, and then get back on the road. And I'd be gone for two or three weeks just like constantly doing that
0: what was your favorite place i mean i've got the second part of that question what was your favorite place that you uh, traveled to
1: I, and not necessarily for surfing i mean i think south africa was was pretty good jay bay jay bay was was rad yeah like really good waves. did you waves. get good jay bay yeah really like i
2: bet you that that wave's made for
1: you man. yeah no it was good and like we got the we we got really good waves for the contest there for the qs and then um right after the qs they had a tour event so we got to watch like slater and all those guys surfing it, it was mm-hmm. really really cool and that was like in 95 or something so that was a good one um just like the whole the whole trip was good i mean the the dollar to ran ratio was insane yeah so you got what you got steak dinners you know, every <laughs> night like, we're like we, five you know, bucks we, you know, It was 25 we were like partying like every night for mm-hmm. like the whole time we were there every single night we were going out mm-hmm. which we, whatever it was fun so pre-surf coach oh yeah, yeah no no surf coach right. no manager no, no chaperone. no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just like we were wild and like the, the whole thing with us was like at least for me it was like i was using the the qualifying series as an excuse to go places once i'm there okay yeah i'm going to try to win heats but at the same time i'm like i'm going to go as soon as i lose i'm going to go shoot with this guy or that guy and Mm -hmm. you know try to like work that so we were like
2: photo incentive was a big part of your salary it was everything it was
1: everything it was like they didn't care if we won an event it was like go and get the cover and like you're you're good for a whole month Mm -hmm. you know until the next cover comes you go and win a contest, well, in a week and a half, there's another contest. Right. Someone else is yeah. win. the oh, cool dude. thing is, like, if you go and you win, you know, make some prize money, you know, and then you kind of like, hey, it's still, you know, I made the quarterfinals in Australia. They're like, okay, cool. That was worth sending you. And you got some photos. Okay, well, let's just keep that ball rolling. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: no, It works out in the long run. You know, it's funny. We had uh, Jason, No, Novak was on the show talking about Jason Jesse when they, when Jason Jesse would travel. He would put all his, sneak all of his clothes in other people's luggage so they'd carry his clothes and stuff. But when you traveled, was there anybody you remember that was like the worst practical joker in art to travel with?
1: Um, not really, but there was the same couple of people that were always just like losing their passport. Or <laughs> <laughs> Barney was like notorious for that. Can you imagine? <laughs> he just like, Flea, it was good because Flea and him were like best friends. And... Flea was always the one that was babysitting Barney. Like, hey, Barney hey, Barney lost all of his shit. You guys go on the fight without us. We'll try to meet meet up with you at the layover, or hopefully we'll make this fight. And you just be like, All right. And just keep going. <laughs> yeah. And it was always that. Or, you know, you always had like some far off and Barney was having an episode or and whatever. Flea would, yeah. bring him home. Flea would bring him yeah, home. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I've heard a bunch of stories along those lines, yeah. which is so awesome because, uh, you know, you're saying like we partied a lot on tour. Well, obviously, in hindsight, we know some took it too far.
1: Totally. But yeah.
2: uh, it's awesome to see because Flea consistently did that for Barney. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Which and is uh, really awesome. And
1: it didn't matter if it was like in Australia or South Africa or like on Dufour Street. You know, it was like he was still there, like, no matter where it was in the world, even, even if it was at home.
2: I thought our question is the best surfing day.
0: Well, that was the second part of the question. Okay. Or, 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 we, you, we decided to change it to a traveling spot. Well, we'd
2: yeah. Is there a day in your life, surfing, that, you, that just stands out, like, if you were to talk about your best surf day?
1: I don't know, like, I'm too old and they just melt together. But <laughs> there's, like, a couple of, a couple of, like random places that like everything the stars align you know more often at home than anywhere else because you have more chance more yeah. more time um yeah i don't know i think like i've had a couple of like crazy surfs at like random places like sunset beach i always liked sunset beach because it was kind of like it was one of the random spots in hawaii that you could magically have waves come to you where everywhere else it was just you're just a shit show fighting for like you're not going to get that wave the backdoor not right. a chance. Yeah. Rocky Point, hundred guys all trying to get shots, you bigger know, like playing a, field. That's bigger that's playing, playing like, field, yeah. and it was similar to like the raw kind of ways that we have here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like, a S- like a Scots or something. It's like you know? a Scots yeah. mixed with like Middle Peak. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like a wave that kind of like suited me, and it was like it was cool. You'd have like days where like you would get crazy waves and get a bunch of them and surf like in your head at least. You're surfing well and like getting barreled and like doing turns and no one would even notice. Because dude, like <laughs> no. I didn't see you. I was like getting pounded. Yeah. 100 yards you're outside or way, something. Yeah, you're way too far <laughs> off the beach for anyone on the beach to see it. And mm-hmm. like you're squinting out there and you're like, like I kind of got a good one. I couldn't even tell who it was and it's like Kelly Slater. And you're like, mm. it's so far away you can't tell the style. It, it, it's
2: funny when you get a bomb and nobody sees it.
1: Or just like (laughs) 10 bombs in one day, and people are just like, "Eh, I don't even notice you're out there, and you're like, cool, great. Did you have a Hawaiian
2: bro over there?
1: I stayed with with, uh, Garrett McNamara for like 20 years over there. Okay. From when he was like boyfriend-girlfriend with his now his ex-wife to where I came in a couple years later, they're married. A couple years later, they have one kid, two kids, three kids. You know, and like, went through the whole cycle of hanging out with him for, yeah, 20, 20 years at least. Wow. He's, still he's doing some really good stuff over there. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's Naz, He's charging, yeah. charging Nazarene. Well, he's just... I don't even know. He, like, he, he got pretty hurt at Mavericks, like, what was, almost, like, 10 years ago. He got pretty fucked up there and, like, kind of set him back. Kind of, like, knocked some sense in him somewhat. Um, but he definitely, like, it clicked with this whole, like his whole spiel you know he's got that 100 foot wave hbo mm-hmm. docu-series now yeah 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 i think they're like i think they just finished season two maybe and they like just got uh they got to the go ahead for like season three he's like sponsored by you know he's got his kind of and Shady spins and, and, yeah. Spends yeah, and right. he's flying mm-hmm. all over the world it's just right. like he's kind of i don't know he's funny because half of his spiel is like you know be green and this and that and there yeah, he is jet setting. <laughs> jet skis, like he barely paddles in the waves. It's just funny. Garrett. Garrett I love yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, you know uh, just you know, Guy just interviewed him. Oh
2: Guy Kawasaki uh, yeah. did? Well, it's just it's cool because I, I know he was involved in um Nelly was telling me helping get stuff to Maui too. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh it's cool. But that yeah. was that was that's a Liam. Oh Liam, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Liam's yeah. definitely he's yeah. he's a little bit more grounded.
2: Yeah, Liam is bald. Yeah, it was cool it was fun now actually that's containers getting ready to roll nelly's container. so speaking
0: of nelly you know they had the Ryder cup which is a golf tournament on tv this weekend the europe against the united states of america mm-hmm. this is for nelly's so nelly and i had a bet. if whoever lost had the caddy for the person that won so i won he has to be your so caddy, caddy. She, yeah so i got the big pro bag with every single club umbrella <laughs> ball retriever a couple of rocks in the bottom about about 80 balls all my rain gear right and he can't walk. No cart. No cart. And we're gonna we're period. gonna go play Spring Heels in Watsonville. Where you oh yeah. Where you gotta be a it's like a bad, <laughs> I think it's, you gotta be a goat. You gotta be a fucking goat. <laughs> so bad. He's like, no, Neil. We can't go play there. I mean, we're playing there. I get the call. Yeah. Man. If you I lost, yep, you be yep. telling me what to do. Right. So, so you'll mm-hmm. get the call. So pick the fucking bag Did up. Did it happen? Oh, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You better hurry up. Oh, God. Before yeah. he leaves he's, town. He's hiding. He's, gonna, he's, he's hiding. He's going to
0: dog you on that. <laughs> yeah. One. You know Don't it. hide,
2: Nelly. And plus, yeah. now he knows. Yeah, yeah. Don't hide. Like rocks in the bottom yeah. of your bag. It's supposed <laughs> to be 90 degrees tomorrow. That's you right. should do it. Oh, my God. Well, I'm proud of you, Nelly, <laughs> for um, getting that Maui the stuff organized. Yeah. He you know, it doesn't matter I went, up the, I went up there and saw it, Bay Photo. Larry's collected all that stuff The only Bay Photo. And it's a lot of, there must be 100 surfboards and skateboards and yeah that's good
1: fishing gear I saw fishing gear and yeah. all kinds of stuff yeah there's a lot yeah, of fishing gear
2: speaking of fishing that's that's a good source of your daily life right now right
1: yeah yeah
2: you've been fishing a long time you commercial fish off your um, sport boat Yep. Yeah. how's it going
1: good yeah um, yeah no I know problem. we
2: don't like talking about fishing because we don't want anyone to know how good it is right? no it's <laughs>
1: I don't know like I, I just uh, last year I got a salmon permit for my boat Got to fish like one full season. Um, I fished other people's boats, you know, a handful of years, and finally I get my own permit. I my, my own boat. Get to keep all the money. Get to do everything. All my call. My my whole deal. After the first season, so this season they canceled the season. Yeah. So pretty pretty yeah. shitty.
2: And um, how the, 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 was there any federal assistance for that?
1: Um, I guess I guess they have they uh approved they approved um a declaration of like a natural disaster. disaster so that that declaration ends up going to congress like apparently and then they vote on it whether mm-hmm. it gets approved to like funding to go out so the only other time it's happened in the history of the whole salmon world is in 2008 and 2009. Yeah.
0: Right. Why did cancel season? Because it was did, was it something to do with the whales? Or? Um, no, it uh, had
1: to, had to do with just the 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 declining. Uh, the drought was a big factor. Um, declining and returning uh, salmon numbers. Did um, the salmon
0: numbers change once it's after the rains?
1: Um, I mean, in theory, um, last year could have really helped it out. Right. But you know that'll be three years off at okay. least takes three years for those. Oh, it takes three years, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. It's, you know, what happens is the, the, the baby salmon right. don't live well in warm water. Right, right. And right. so when the water's shallow and it's 100 degrees in the valley, yeah. they basically get poached. Yeah. And so the there's always been a tug-of-war between agriculture yeah. and the ocean. Yeah. And uh, a couple of years back, the federal government said, hey, farmers, take it. Yep. And now it's the so it just fuck the
0: fishermen and just they gave the whole thing to the farmers?
1: Basically they allot they allot so much water to like the Central Valley agriculture. So it's like the mainly it's the the nut farmers. It's right. the it's the almonds and Because, uh,
0: like an almond tree takes God knows how many gallons pistachios. of pistachios. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well and you know the whole thing is they, they um they they claim that like their technology, they're way more efficient water-wise, water, water usage-wise, than they ever have been, which is true, but they also have added like 200,000 acres in the last X amount of years. Right. So yeah, they're being more efficient. They're using the water more efficiently right. and, and they're managing it better, but they're also adding so much more uh, land that they're growing stuff. Absolutely. So they're just still, they're using more water. Yeah, yeah. But there's, um, you know, they're
2: they're in the, we're, g- we're building the largest reservoir So hopefully, I mean, if we really we gotta be able to figure out a way to collect more water. Yeah, that's, sure. Sure. Yeah. that's the I think the trick. Yeah. And so because, but you, not, because there's you get more the, people. Not,
0: not just for us, but these the, 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 this generation here. Yeah. Is gonna need water. Yeah. We have water, but how much this generation right here needs to have water? Well, the salmon and are, the generation after that.
2: Plus, salmon are such an important part of the. Circle of life of the ocean. You, yeah, you, you, just, no, you sure. just pull that off the table. Right. Well, there's a bunch of other stuff that falls over behind it. Yeah, and that's what I. Think it's it's a, more, yeah, yeah, it's
1: definitely there's like a huge trickle down theory effect that happens. So like with the with the nut farmers, um, this is an interesting one. Um, uh, California grows. I want to think it's eighty percent of the world's. Mm-hmm. N- Almonds? almonds yes and they export almost 80% of those overseas
2: China and, and Japan. so it's
1: like we're growing all this food using all these resources yeah for other, for, for somewhere else yeah
0: it's ridiculous
1: which yeah. it's kind of <coughs> kind of backwards so it's like all the lobbyists are getting paid by the farmers and the farmers um, all band together, so it's just yeah It's, it's, like it's, it's a conglomerate, so it's right. like it's really hard to fight those people because yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got so such deep pockets. Right. So the easiest target to to neglect and to take advantage of is a fisherman, because the fishermen are like you know look at the numbers of salmon permits that there are on the west coast. There's not that many, even though each boat that fishes salmon contributes all kinds of money and that trickle-down goes to buyers and stores and restaurants and the whole Mm -hmm. thing so that you know there's like like a hundred hundred thousand jobs that are local local yeah that are all affected right so
2: it's tough yeah you know it's really uh the, the salmon thing and the problem is salmon can't talk if salmon could talk and they mm-hmm. were getting poached in the rivers, you know they'd be protesting in Sacramento. Oh, of you course, know? but uh, th- th- and they're out of sight, out of mind. That's right. their thing, they, yeah. you know. So they're underwater, they're out of sight, out of mind. They don't believe that the county, the counts, the farmers—they're like that count's not correct. Yeah. So well,
1: the other the other part of it is the general population is you know they they have no idea that you know oh we there's fresh salmon at Costco, fresh from where some. Somewhere, you know, at farm raises, it's oh, not I the same. Dumpster in Canada. It's not the same, and people just don't understand the right. difference. You know, and the people that do, they're wise to it. But those num- those people, the numbers are so so few that the impact isn't there. Yeah, and you know? it
2: trickles on. You know, suddenly the salmon. You know, these guys have to make a living, so then they're all fishing halibut.
1: Yeah, that's or, what yeah, happened this yeah, year. Yeah, so, yeah, so then it, now the, the, halibut, halibut or, the halibut market. So like because yeah. of that, the sport because of all the commercial guys, you know, the guys on skiffs or whatever. Um, And the sport guys. The sport guys, okay, you know, usually like the guys from out of town or wherever they come from, you know, the weekend comes, they all go out salmon fishing. They get their two fish, two days a week, and then they're cool. Well, now you hold that back from them. They, you know, they have this boat That's their baby, and they want to go enjoy what they put their money into and go catch something. Well, the only thing to do is go catch halibut. So they turned the, they came in with like an emergency declaration and changed the sport limit from three to two because they could see the writing on the wall was this more and more halibut being taken to make up for the lack of salmon. And that's the
2: boats you see along the beach. Yeah. You know, like when you're just. People who don't know. Yeah. When you're just driving down west coast or east coast, you see all those boats all on you know, within mm-hmm. a quarter mile of the yeah. beach. Yeah. Um, or half mile, that's what they're fishing for. Right.
1: And uh, and then commercially, you know, you have all those guys that typically would be like chasing salmon up around the coast, which is a better better dollar value. Um, the days that you could go catch twenty salmon outweigh the days that you go get 20 halibut. You know, you get those big number of days of halibut, but they're fewer and further in between. Salmon are dumb fish. Halibut, you have to be smart. You know, it takes a lot more finesse and a lot more skill. Salmon, you could see a sport guy that doesn't know shit. He goes out and gets his two fish. If there's fish there, they bite whatever. You know, they're like pretty easy fish to target. So you get all those guys that can't go catch salmon now well they still have to make a dollar so they go catch more halibut the the supply outweighs the demand and then all of a sudden you can't sell your halibut because they just don't want to buy anymore yeah it's saturated right it saturates the market saturated right you know when they when they want to start paying you three dollars a pound for you know whole halibut but they're still selling fillets for twenty four ninety nine. Would you
0: Would you change what you do? I mean, you, are, you, are, you, are you still enjoy being a fisherman? And,
1: I still like it because it's like, it gives me the opportunity to like, have my own schedule. Right. Like the money's not as good as if I did a, Whatever. all kinds of other things. You I could be, be, a, teacher. You could be I, a surf school teacher. <laughs> yeah, I could be, I could be, do surf <laughs> lessons or I could be a surf coach and try to tell some rich parents that if they give me enough money i'll make their kid kelly slater <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well plus you're on the water That's yeah. the thing, my favorite on time the
1: water. yeah it, you're on the water yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah my whole life i've made a living out of being on the water yeah so Can't like beat I, that. I i haven't done it since like the spring but i you know i captain in well watching the boat too so it's like or i'm working in the boatyard the boatyard it's all things that like revolve around kind of the same it's ocean nice and it's just something that like clicked with me. Yeah. You know, I could. I'd rather take a cut and pay and be. You don't have drawing. Yeah. Doing something that I enjoy. Yeah. Than, you know, then the opposite. You love it. Yeah. I mean, it's part of me. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of it is just having the opportunity to like leave the har- harbor and you know do I go left, straight, or right today. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of it. Uh-huh. There's
2: something about. Yeah. Turning off the engine. All right. And it just goes quiet. Yeah. You know, and you drop a line over, and it's just incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's my favorite thing. It's just it's a it's a freedom, you know, and like every every day at the office is a different. Yeah, you never have the same day twice. You never. It's different every day. Even if you try to duplicate it, it's just not going to happen. Right.
2: Have you heard anything about this uh, feature in salmon? 'Cause I heard it might be a three-year deal. I heard
1: for sure not next year. Not for sure not next year. yeah. Yeah yeah it's, it's and then potentially 2025 that's, when that's back on that's what they that's what they're hoping for that's right but i Does don't you know like we'll see fish? we'll see like you, you just never know it's just yeah. like you know when they when they when they, when they uh close the abalone fishery um south of the san francisco like they did yeah you know everyone thought oh it's gonna give it a couple of years it'll you know they'll open it back up they that was it? 20 years ago they right. never did yeah. right So just whatever four years ago they closed it statewide, and you know, it seemed like oh we're just going to close it for a year or two years and blah blah blah. And once they take stuff, they rarely give it back.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So the salmon thing, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see.
0: Did your boy go fishing? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. We did last year. We did. Yeah, yeah. Last year, I took him out for like his full first full day of. Uh, What's the biggest? Trolling for salmon. What's the, the biggest fish? He did put in eight hours and caught a bunch of fish. And
0: What's the biggest fish you caught? He's good. Biggest? I'm not sure. Salmon?
1: Probably
0: halibut. Halibut? Yeah.
1: yeah. Halibut. The most money we made, though, was fishing salmon. Yeah. You know,
2: he mentioned about, like, uh, how hard it is to catch halibut right there's nothing that pisses me off than fishing next to rat boy oh yeah that yeah. son of a bitch man i got the same bait and the same hook and his rods are popping off everywhere and i'm just watching i'm not him. getting a bite yeah <laughs> and i'm like yeah. so there is a there there's is a god, like, there's a god there is a there is totally a halibut god mm-hmm, and when yeah. you meet that guy and, and he approves man
0: you he yelling, at you. You yell at him? you're yelling
2: you're him? It's, it's not even worth the yelling at He's like just trying shit different day. <laughs> <You know. laughs> he's good, and yeah, it's fun to see that. He's you know? really good. Yeah, they they know. There's and you know it's uh, not to give away any secrets, but there's
0: spots, you know, and, and as you collect those spots. And as you yeah, you know, as you said, there's a technique, different technique for catching different fish.
1: There there is, and and there's some people that have just sold their soul to the devil and catch way more fish than other people. is <laughs> one of them. He is one of them. He's yeah. good. Like I literally the last day I fished, halibut was couple what's today Tuesday Monday before last a week ago um, I went out to the heard heard a report of bluefin out at the fingers mm. went out there I drove around for a couple hours Paul Meltzer was out there a couple uh, Bob Obert was out there a couple other boats Alex NC Alex mm-hmm. they didn't see anything nothing just dead so I came in I'm like all right well I know there's fish how that like inside on the beach so I go in there and there's Rat Boy First drift, first five minutes, I catch a fish. I'm like, cool, all right. That's a good sign. Never got another bite. I saw a rat boy catch like 15 fish in the next... The, seriously, at least yeah. 15 fish. Yeah. Neil, How far away like, from
0: you? Were, how far away from
1: Far enough I could like read his lips right. and right. like... <laughs> yeah. Close. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, we're kind of doing this, so like right. we're... He's not in the same spot the whole time you know i'll yeah. go here and he'll go there and like it didn't matter where he was he's catching fish and i wasn't after two hours of that i'm like Fuck this i hate this and i got, mm-hmm. he had like 400 pounds i think yeah And i got one fish but he'd been there all day but still seeing him catch at least a at least 15 fish to my one i'm like i hate this
2: and he's sneaky too he doesn't want you to see so he'll have his little he has his little gap. he slides <laughs> over the rail like it's just like it's He's well, there is no one cagey,
1: around. Yeah. Is that no, he is, he's, But he's cagey when there's boats around. He can be, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm the same. Like, <laughs> we're, if if it's the same three or four guys fishing in a spot and some yahoo's driving by and you hook a fish and it's sitting there. Let it hang. You sit there and put it in the rock holder. And <laughs> <Yeah. go. laughs>
2: Me, when I catch one, I'm fucking dancing around. <laughs> I know where you are. Yeah, I'm like, ah, mm, I got one. <laughs> But I'm not commercial, so I don't have to. You know, I'm not trying to scare off you for my little honey hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's your the funny Your wife's got the. Oh, uh, <laughs> she just cooks some enhancer for me. She's, she's a rat boy. Um, but that's the funny thing about the skiff, the crew here is that yeah. they're they're pretty. I mean, they all. What Josh's life is, they pretty much all of them they're spent just, their life on, on the
0: water. The aces, up, the aces up the sleeve. Well, for sure, but um, but you know, they they uh, the it's
2: there's a healthy. Uh, mosquito fleet here yeah, in Santa sure. Cruz and uh, it's a bunch of good dudes and pretty much they all get along and they've all spent their time surfing and fishing here in Santa Cruz Yeah, and it's it's a, I, I enjoy seeing those dudes yeah yeah and I love just parking right in the middle of all of them and having them yell at me it's awesome it's great and so I to me that's uh it's fun to see you guys out there doing that yeah
1: know. it's I mean we're we're blessed to be able to obviously live here and have the opportunity to like do that for a living and I'm I'm smart enough to like not put all my eggs in one basket you know like working running the whale watching boat or working in the boatyard it's like if you think you're gonna catch halibut and make enough money to live all year you're tripping especially with how expensive it is here yeah and fuel now and fuel and just the whole thing you know shitty prices too many fish not enough fish days that are good days that are bad it's just like you're it's like a game of averages yeah and at some point it's like you know november it's like that's definitely dried up the weather's too shitty to go look at whales right Mm -hmm. so it's like i'm breaking busting my knuckles working on boats yeah but you know, when it comes down to it, like, the thing that I always think about is, like, the beauty of it is, is anywhere there's an ocean, I could figure out how to make a living. Yeah. Any If there's an ocean, there's a boat. If there's a boat, I could drive it, I could work on it, I it. could fish yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool, and, like, I've never envisioned myself living anywhere that there's not an ocean. Yeah. You know, no, know. an hour is, like, eh, that's almost pushing it an no. hour away. Did you crab? I have for, like, I did two years, two seasons, and that was, like... 2018 i was fucking an old person then that shit is <laughs> no joke Bruno. no joke yeah. Crab. Crab. So it's, a, it's, a, a, it's fucking for young people is there? Or super young people yeah or it's for old people that are in the wheelhouse that's you people, people want to the do yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's, bru- it's 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 a it's first it's dangerous and secondly it's they're it's heavy equipment you're yeah. yanking on stuff yeah, it's just it's big, heavy, around the boat.
1: big heavy stuff that wants to hurt you. hmm Yeah. And and at least around here, like and the
0: profit margin, the profit is not, not enough to make, make make you want to go do it.
1: No, I mean uh, you know the first two weeks are great. You know right. you're making a couple grand every day you go, yeah, and then oh all of a sudden okay. you know two weeks into it, you yeah. the, all the fleet mops up the majority of the crab, and right. then all of a sudden it's like, cool, now I've worked ten hours for six hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay, now I work twelve hours for 300. 375, and then all of a sudden it's just like, cool, I just made $150. and yeah. worked all fucking day. Yeah, that's
0: not worth it. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: it's. And then you're back to the averages. Yeah. You know, the average ends up hmm. being, you know, $400 a yeah. day.
2: And that's what they cut short because of the whales. Yeah. So, so now, no, I, then, right. so that's beginning to happen too. Right. Is yeah. right. the whale? Now, they're then, then
1: they, they just make that harder. You know, it's the same thing as like the salmon. You know, all of a sudden, like, they're, they're starting the season later. Um, they're ending it earlier. Now there's, you know, now the last year they they uh, imposed like a a half stack. So you could only use half of your crab traps that like you paid to use all of them, right? You paid a premium premium to be able to fish 300 traps or 500 traps. Then they're saying, well, you can only use half of that because... It, After you've paid for the whole amount? You paid for the whole amount. And it's yours. You own that. Right? But they, they want to limit the amount of gear that you could fish because of the, the, the entanglement issue. Right. So right. Now
2: they want to do buoy releases or yeah, something. Yeah, so now they're saying the... ropeless gear. Yeah.
1: Which is like a whole nother ball game of, you know, you have to, these guys have to like retrofit everything or buy all new gear.
2: And my thought on that, Josh, was, you know, the, the, what it is, it's a, it, I think it's a timed buoy, right? It is, it's a timed buoy. It's a timed buoy, it releases on it, so it comes up the, so it's the, the whales won't run across the gears, the plan.
1: I mean. But what if the pot lands upside down? Um. So it's, it's, it's like a daisy chain, so they have a buoy here and a buoy there, and all the traps are all connected. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So, in theory... Um, because there's so many of those traps, if one of them lands upside down, well, that that one just won't fish, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's not the end, the buoy will still pop up on one side. Gotcha. And the thing with that is, is everyone has to know where everyone else's gear is. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll throw stuff on oh. top of other people. Okay. And that gonna come up. Yeah. So they're going to incorporate um, an app that everyone knows where everyone's stuff is. Mm. So when you drop it, it... it Sets a way, it sets a GPS waypoint, and that's those waypoints are available to everyone. That's good to know.
2: It's kind of like, um, you want to talk about some angry fishermen? Uh, talk, talk about where you put your gear next to somebody else. Oh, makeup. yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Well,
1: that's the thing, you know, it's like if you didn't know, then you could just lace other people's gear, and they're they're just real, it's just a big yeah. clusterfuck of tangled You don't have that, gear. yeah. So if you don't have that
0: app in the future, you're
1: no, I mean it, it's going to be mandatory, right? right? Oh, okay. Because they, because the the, the the feds want to know where your gear is, right? Just like the other wow. crabbers want to know. So well, some coo- of these
2: crab guys have miles of gear. You'll yeah. see a hundred buoys for, right. mi- you know, yeah. for miles. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy the crabbing's wild.
1: So that like brings up the whole whale thing, you yeah. know? Because I'm like double dipping, like commercial fish, but I'm also right. a whale dude. So like guys are like, ooh. You could get like different attitudes about it. You go, oh, you're the, you're blowing it for everyone. I'm like, dude, I'm just seeing the writing on the wall. You know, like, crabbing so is. Are you
0: taking care of Bruno.
1: I am, him? but you know, like I'm on. I would see both sides, you yeah. know, and I'm not ignorant to either one. I see yeah. like that. That's important, and the whale, and I mean the whale thing. It's like an important. It's a value for people to make money, and tourism, tur- well the whole thing, tourism, everything. It's like it's. It's an important, important piece of the pie, Yeah. but guaranteed 95% of the people that run those whale watching boats are ex-fishermen that just yeah. like got driven out by regulations out yeah. of their industry yeah. and they're mm-hmm. like, well, I know how to run boats and I understand the ocean and I like doing this because it's just what makes me happy and this is what I know. So it doesn't matter if you're going to catch a, a fish or going to catch a whale. Yeah. Whales are, you know, it's the same theory. You're hunting, you're hunting to go see something, you're hunting to go club something in the head. Yeah, yeah. But all those, all the, most of the whale captains, they're on the side of, like, the fishermen, you know. Because they were. Because they were, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like they still have that as part of their Instinct. Them. And um, they'll, they'll call bullshit on the whole, you know, the whales are getting entangled and they're just killing them. They're not killing them. Like, the... the The amount of interactions with like whale entanglements and crab gear is so far and few in between. Right. That they really blow it out of proportion. Yeah. And that comes back to the same thing as like the big agriculture takes all the water, uh, messes up the salmon, but the easiest target is the fishermen. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're going to side with the big agriculture. Right. So it's the same yeah. thing with the whale entanglement. It's not the fishermen that are decimating whales. It's the shipping. Shipping. The but shipping. Yeah. The, the ship strikes the, are gigantic. The cargo ships. Mm-hmm. Cargo ships. They're going 25 knots, and there's thousands of them. Right. And those things wouldn't feel a you know 30-ton whale. If no. They no. don't.
2: There was one that came in San Francisco Bay had it a, they have bulbous bows. Something was draped over it. Yeah, drape, right? a whale draped over the bulbous bow coming in the bay. Shit.
1: But they yeah. so the eco people aren't going to go after the after the shipping companies because no. they run the world, right? And they're multi billion billion dollar right. companies. Right. So they're not going to stand a chance trying to say anything to them mm-hmm. because they're just going to get shot down. So the easiest target is the fishermen. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's point the fisher. Yeah. The mm-hmm. pointy
0: You guys are the cr- you guys are the crumbs. They're easy to sweep them. No, totally. Push and It's not a good. And lo- and it's
2: not a good lobby. You know, no, you're not, 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 it's it's not a pharmaceutical lobby. No, it's a fisherman lobby. Is very small, and they're also n- the fishermen aren't the best at being organized. They barely talk to each other. You know? Yeah. So that's another problem that they have. Yeah. So really And even if
1: they are to organize, they're still such a small, they're a crumb, small? like you said, yeah. they're like, there's such a small piece of the puzzle that, yeah. like, their impact is going to be nil. Right.
2: But the people who are all sad about whales sure love their crab. Yeah, of, yeah. Course. <laughs> <Yeah>. of course. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I mean, it's...
0: They'll tell you they don't. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh,
2: Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. And I feel like um, you, you, being in that industry, are almost like the last of the Mohicans, you know, because there's, you know, they made all the... Commercial fishermen put new engines in their boats. You know, that's a huge ordeal. They're buying back permits. They're just trying to slowly
1: make it smaller. Starve yeah, you. Yeah. Know, till it's just you know. so finally... Do the goalposts goal go. get
0: moved a lot? Like, it seems like, it seems like oh, yeah. the goalposts get yeah. moved
1: a lot. Yeah, never ending. Right. Well, they just closed Rockfish. Right. Because of the Quillback. Cool a mm-hmm. fish that... I know guys that like... <laughs> DJ Zach has been a deckhand for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Right. He yeah. finally just started working at, mm-hmm. uh, at H&H and um
2: how many quillbacks did he catch all the years two Two? in his life
1: yeah thousands of days deck handing doing rockfish trips he's seen two of them i've never seen one i don't even know what they look like yeah i've (laughs) never seen i've never caught a quill they're they're like a rockfish that's more common in like northern california kind of and then mainly like oregon and washington and supposedly they're threatened and for whatever reason they think that they're Killing a bunch of them down here. So they closed wrong. So they closed fish. So you fish. They, they closed? Mm-hmm.
2: Which well, goes back to our original story is that, so now what are they going to fish for? Yeah. Alibi. Yeah. 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 It just gets to be, but they just move pressure around and shut things as they move the pressure. around. And
1: then they wonder why the next set of whatever is still available gets into trouble. You know?
0: Yeah. Because if they if they say saturated with if the, say
1: you can't drink tequila and you can't drink vodka and you can't drink this that and that you can only drink whiskey, everyone starts drinking whiskey and right. then they're like oh well the problem was whiskey well wait no the problem is you stopped everything else so right. that's yeah. the only thing that all, all alternative we're cutting
2: right? down too many trees for oak barrels or something you know yeah <laughs> exactly it's just like a never
1: ending story
2: well I think this is the best fish talk we've had on the show. Absolutely. And it's really interesting to get your perspective because like you said, you're running a whale washing boat, you're a commercial fisherman, you work in the boatyard and you also live here locally. And you have a pretty good view of what's going on. I mean
1: I see I see every I see it all and I kinda like I'm smart enough to not pick sides. I just kinda like see what's true and what's not and weed out the bullshit. And there's a lot of bullshit. You know absolutely
2: well, I hope that uh, it comes around. You know, if that's all we can hope for. We, I hope that water, if we have rain, and I hope that you know we continually don't drain the delta and kill our smolts. So we can get a salmon fishery again, yeah. because it. What Is you it, were saying, the money that trickles through from, yeah, from it's Todd he. at Bayside Marine, from yeah. the guys who buy boats that have to get them tuned up for the beginning of the I season. I mean, the guys
1: at the hotels here, the, the, ho- the, 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 the local restaurants the here. Fuel. You know, all those guys, it's not just the, the restaurants that are selling salmon, it's the restaurants that are serving people that come to fish salmon.
2: Absolutely. That fill up the harbor parking lot and keep the harbor. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, fuel, you know. it's it's yeah. just
1: like everything you could think of.
2: Right. It's, it is yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And the uh, state of California, if we are not buying both, the sales tax and the DMV registration, mm-hmm. they don't get any of that either. So it's yeah. But even
0: though it's like, you have such a wave of laws coming at you, it seems like you get. getting, it just seems like this huge, you still, you still enjoy it, you still love it, and you're still, you're still swimming upstream,
1: literally swimming upstream. Well, you're kind of like, holding ground. Right, holding ground, okay. I haven't turned... Down yeah, like yeah, yeah. rolled yeah. over yet. No, and no, I haven't rolled over. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of years before that happened. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. I've, you, got, like, a, I've got a pretty big lure in front of me to, like, yeah. Yeah. to chase, to stay focused on. Yeah. That.
2: Well, you look healthy. You look great. Thank you. Uh, all always, right. Good to see you. Always appreciating having Josh Lloyd here. I will always say this, and I, I say it all the time. Josh had the best off the lip of anybody in this town. I will, I will say it to the grave. That uh, Thank you. no one does it better than you, my
0: Thank friend. You. So. That's that's quite a quite a statement, right there.
2: I'm dead serious, Josh. When I was in my twenties, Josh's surfing ability was off the charts. That's why he traveled did the world. Josh that's why he made
0: finals at Kona. Did you ever yell at him, told at when he surfing? Did no. you no. never? No, no he was older he's, guy. Yeah, older yeah, guy. Yeah, he didn't yell me. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, older guy. Yeah, thanks for that doing that.
1: It <laughs> 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 was a different generation where you didn't yell at older guys. It's right. Just like it wasn't cool. I mean, there were some goofballs that got yelled at that were older, but all the people that you like had to show respect to, you did that.
2: Yeah. You know why? There wasn't cell phones. No. There wasn't Cameras. surf cams. No. You took a lump. There was no.
1: there angry old guys that would yeah. zip your suit down, dunk you, break your fins out, mm-hmm. take your leash off, paddle your board Way out there, let it go, and then you had to pull your zipper up, swim out there, and get your board paddled in. Broken board with broken fins.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. That's just how life was. Yeah. And
1: you might get slapped too. You know. Yeah.
2: So respect was something that you really had to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's the pre 2000s of surfing in Santa Cruz for sure.
1: Very yeah. important times. Now most of the scary guys are like either dead. Yeah, they're not around anymore. Or right? they're just like. Not scary anymore. Underground and it's a lost story. Remember,
0: remember BC when we came on the show? I remember BC he just turns this big cat, didn't he? Remember VC? he taught, came on the show. He talked about when he took the bat down and hit it, the guy with the <laughs> bat and stuff. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh God, VC. You know. we're
2: talking about this on the radio? <laughs> well, he was the master of it. So yeah. Um, Josh, thanks for coming on the show. All right. It's thanks always you. great to catch up yeah. and see you. Thanks everybody for tuning in, Neil. Next week, I think we're gonna um, maybe take a week
0: off. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah we'll see. see. We, we see. got Buell coming, coming up. We'll be talking. Yeah, we got stuff. we'll be talking to Buell soon. Yeah. So uh, right. thanks
2: everybody for tuning in. Um, it'll <laughs> be on YouTube tomorrow. Yep. Uh, every podcast platform yep. on the planet yep. and uh blah, blah, Yeah. Blah. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll you see you soon. Man. Thank yes.
0: you For sticking around. Every day Very patient, here. Grom. You have. Good night,
2: everybody. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you.